June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Coronavirus prank outrage. They're dressed in hazmat suits and scaring passengers. Wait till you see what they're really spilling. Then run for your life. The jogger who scaled a fence to escape the jaws of a pit bull. And worst flight ever, he's punching the back of her seat. This is not okay behavior. Plus, big news for Mayor Pete. He says he wants to become a dad. Then, dumpster death mystery. Cops say this mom fell down a trash chute while drunk. How is it even possible for someone to fall into one of these garbage chutes? But her father says she was murdered. Who would want your daughter dead? Plus, bodybuilder breastfeeding controversy. I wasn't doing any harm to her at all. And was Daniel robbed? If it's up to the people, it's a slam dunk. The golden retriever versus the poofy poodle. Any of the seven could have won. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Officials at the Centers for Disease Control say they are preparing for the coronavirus to, quote, take a foothold here in the United States. More than 45,000 people around the world have been infected. 1,100 have been killed. And it's against that backdrop that some knuckleheads are pulling pranks, to which no one is laughing. They think this is funny? Amid worldwide fears over the coronavirus, two pranksters got on the New York City subway wearing hazmat suits and carrying a liquid-filled box with a biohazard label. Then the clowns do this. Passengers scramble to get out of the way of the spilled liquid. The jokers try to calm everyone down. Turns out the liquid was actually Kool-Aid. A lot of people are not amused. Idiots goes one scornful social media comment. Another, they should be arrested. But this is no prank. John Herring is sick on the Diamond Princess, the cruise ship now quarantined in Japan, where 170-plus passengers and crew have confirmed coronavirus. John and his wife, Melanie, are confined to their cabin. We take our temperatures at least six, seven times a day. The couple from Utah were celebrating John's retirement. His symptoms? 103 temperature. Um, and no, uh, no appetite. So maybe total one meal in four days just because you're so nauseated. And the one thing that I don't have is, and they always ask, is if I have a cough, and I don't have a cough. Another cruise ship, the Westerdam, is being shunned by ports around the world. Many countries have closed the border off to us um, for fear of the coronavirus. 
but we have now been isolated for almost two weeks. The ship, which has no confirmed coronavirus cases on board, set off from Hong Kong and has now been turned away by Taiwan, Japan, Guam, the Philippines, and Thailand. Authorities in Cambodia now say they will allow the ship to dock. There is some good news on the virus front. Officials in China say the number of new coronavirus cases has declined for the past two days. It's right there in the American Airlines conditions of carriage. Quote, behave appropriately and respectfully with other passengers on board. That might not have happened on this flight. Imagine this happening to you. After this passenger says she reclined her seat, the guy behind her responds by repeatedly punching the back of her seat. Teacher Wendy Williams posted the video online, saying she shouldn't have had to endure repeated blows. It happened on an American Airlines flight from New Orleans to Charlotte, North Carolina. Williams says when she complained, the flight attendant threatened to have her escorted off the plane and offered the passenger behind her a free drink. Now the video is sparking a nationwide debate over the right to recline. Some are standing up for the teacher. He was so rude and aggressive, and you have every right to be aggrieved. If I paid for the damn seat, I'll recline if I want to. But some are siding with the guy behind her, who they point out was scrunched up against the bulkhead. It is considered bad manners to recline more than an inch. She is complaining that he is not being considerate to her. Well, what is she doing? We asked travel expert Karen Shaler what she thinks. It's escalating. And if I'm this person, I'm feeling threatened. I mean, this is not okay behavior. I don't think anyone would have believed her if she didn't see this video. In this Seinfeld episode, Elaine is trapped behind a reclining seat. Help me. Wendy Williams, who lives in Virginia Beach, says she wants everyone to know that she has a fused vertebrae that gives her a lot of pain, so she needed to recline her seat. American Airlines tells us they're aware of the incident and say they're investigating. Adding the safety and comfort of their customers is their top priority. Most states have some sort of a law that a dog must be on a leash or under the owner's control. But sometimes a dog breaks free of the leash. And in the case of this pit bull, it gave one jogger the run of his life. It's a terrifying moment. A man has to scale a fence to escape the bites from an out-of-control pit bull. The dog was out for a walk with its owner when the jogger came running by in a Chicago neighborhood. That's when the pit bull actually broke free from its muzzle and went on the attack. The jogger fended off the dog as it repeatedly lunged at him. The owner did what she could but was unable to control her pet. That's when the jogger, named Nick, realized he had to get out of there fast. So he climbed the fence. He sits perched on top, catching his breath, before hopping down on the other side to call police. So this is where Nick jumped the fence, right here behind me. Matt Micah captured the attack on his home surveillance cameras. I heard a bunch of commotion out front and like a dog. So I peeped out and I just saw a guy jump on top of my fence and kind of just perch up on the top. It was really weird to me, so I asked the guy what he was doing, and he said, oh, dog, dog, the dog is attacking me. The jogger suffered several bites, but did not press charges. Though the jogger did not press charges in Chicago, the fine for an animal attack can range from $300 to $10,000 with possible incarceration. Presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg is celebrating his strong second-place finish in Tuesday's New Hampshire primary, and he's revealing that no matter what happens in his bid for the White House, he has plans for the future. He wants to become a father.
Mayor Pete is making a big announcement that has nothing to do with running for president. He wants to start a family with husband Chaston and soon. No matter what happens, he tells People magazine, I think the next chapter in our personal lives is going to be about kids. Hello. When Deborah recently interviewed Mayor Pete, he said he cherishes family time. You mentioned that he's on the trail with you. Yeah, Chaston's with us right now, and, and uh, you know, he, he brings so much to this campaign, but also, uh, you know, we're pretty early in our marriage, and it's been an extraordinary adventure. The presidential hopeful is riding high after a strong second-place showing in New Hampshire behind Bernie Sanders. But the big story of the night, Amy Klobuchar's surprising surge to third place. Hello, America. I'm Amy Klobuchar, and I will beat Donald Trump. Some people are calling this clomentum. We're <laughs> saying that you are now clobacharged. It's the opposite for Joe Biden. Joe Biden's shocking single-digit collapse. Joe Biden's campaign will head to Nevada essentially on life support. The headlines today, just brutal. Say it ain't Joe. How's Buttigieg doing? ABC tried something different last night, incorporating primary updates into a live episode of the Connors sitcom. Who's ahead? I don't know. The Bachelor promos at the bottom of the screen keep covering it up. <laughs> More than 6.3 million people watched the live broadcast of the Connors, and that is a season high for the show. The mother of the young actor who presented an Oscar with Shia LaBeouf says, back off. She tells Megan Alexander that her son absolutely was not being mocked. It's the touching moment from Sunday night's Oscars. Shia LaBeouf bringing an actor with Down syndrome on stage as a co-presenter. But some viewers watching from home actually thought Shia was mocking Zach Gottsagen. Now Zach's yeah. mother, Shelly, is coming to Shia's defense. What really happened? Was Shia frustrated with your son? Not at all. Shia was to have Zach presenting with him. Two bandits on the run. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. Zach and Shia met when they starred together in the critically acclaimed buddy film, The Peanut Butter Falcon. When the pair walked onto the Oscar stage to big applause, you can see Shia motioning to Zach as if to say he deserves all of the recognition. And when it's time to open the Oscar envelope, Shia points to where Zach should open it, then giggles and steps back, waiting for him to speak. Some viewers interpreted that to mean Shia was being impatient, laughing so distasteful, said one angry tweet. But Zach's mother is setting the record straight. She says the trolls have it all wrong. It was hard to get the envelope open. That was just a funny little moment. I love Shia. I think he's... A wonderful person. She says her son and Shia genuinely like each other's company. After the award show, they even hit up the Oscar parties together. Zach adores Shia. They have a great relationship. Zach's appearance on stage marked the first time an actor with Down syndrome presented an Oscar. On a much more somber note, was it a tragic accident or a deadly hit? The father of a woman whose body was found at the bottom of a garbage chute is trying to get authorities to reopen his daughter's case. As Lestrant reports, a nationally known pathologist says he thinks her death may not have been an accident. Just gorgeous, beautiful. Princess. This grieving father is certain his daughter's death was no accident. He believes she was murdered. I'm dedicated to uh, finding justice for her. 48-year-old Lara Prahatko met a horrible end. She plummeted 27 stories to her death inside her building's trash chute. 
Her mangled body was found in the basement compactor. She lived in Manhattan's swanky Zeckendorf Towers, the same building as disgraced former Congressman Anthony Weiner. Police claimed she was drunk. The New York City medical examiner ruled no suspicion of foul play. Laura's father, Nicholas, who lives in Toronto, says he strongly disagrees. I don't believe it. I didn't believe it, and I continue not to believe it. Nicholas Prohodko says his daughter and her husband, David Slawhit, were divorcing and fighting over millions of dollars in real estate. Do you think it's possible that Laura's estranged husband had something to do with her death? It's not something that I could dismiss. Um... Clearly, he had the most to gain financially from her death. Usually, the rule of thumb is to follow the money. Famed pathologist Michael Bodden, who recently investigated Jeffrey Epstein's death, volunteered to reevaluate Laura's autopsy. Bodden says she had ligature marks on her neck, leading him to believe she may have been strangled and was then thrown down the trash chute. If it wasn't a homicide, could it have been accidental? How is it even possible for someone to fall into one of these garbage chutes? As you can see, it's designed to snap shut if you don't hold it open. And could a grown man or woman even fit inside? We found this video on YouTube of a young prankster going headfirst into a chute. We do not recommend trying this ever. And this knucklehead was on the third floor. Laura plunged 27 stories. Now her father is hoping to have the case reopened. The medical examiner says it stands by its determination that there was no foul play and says there is no new information that would prompt reopening the case. The NYPD found no criminal activity was involved, and Laura's ex, her ex-husband, was never named as a suspect. Extreme fitness and breastfeeding don't exactly go together, but when this competitive bodybuilder posted photos of her breastfeeding her new baby, she was stunned by the backlash. Here's Diane McInerney. You never see this at a bodybuilding competition, a woman breastfeeding her baby girl in a bikini. It's the image that's generating controversy. 25-year-old Jordan Musser competes in the world of female bodybuilding, but she wasn't prepared for the social media backlash. Gross goes one comment, and this, breastfeeding should be a private, intimate time between mother and child. There was a lot of women who messaged me and said, what you're doing is unhealthy, what you're doing is weird, I'm not sure why you would want to do this in public, I'm not sure why you would put your baby at risk. Jordan was training for the competition when she found out she was pregnant. She continued lifting weights, but cut back on some of the more intense routines. I had to be careful because it's recommended that you're not straining too much. Baby Tommy was born in perfect health, and her mom decided to take her to the National Physique Committee Bikini Competition in Pittsburgh, which is where the breastfeeding photo was taken. Sure enough, mom won. It was about how can I nourish my body and how can I nourish this baby's body, but still accomplish this very rare feat. Before Jordan became a mom, she served for six years in the United States Air Force. Next, was Daniel robbed? If it's up to the people, it's a slam dunk. The Golden Retriever versus the Poofy Poodle. Any of the seven could have won. Then, Meghan Markle's BFF speaks out. The husband shirt got a little boost in popularity due to your friend Meghan Markle. <laughs> and Baby Can't Wait. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 
legendary talk show host Larry King. Last year was a rough year for you. The worst. Next, Inside Edition, his first national TV interview since his near-fatal stroke and waking from a coma. Did you want your life to be over? Oh, I wanted to die. Then, the murdered teens. Three years later, and still no break. It makes no sense to me. Next, Inside Edition. She's the standard poodle named best in show at last night's finale of the Westminster Dog Show. But there's a growing movement online with people saying, do right by Daniel, referring to the golden retriever, who some say was robbed of being crowned top dog. Seba takes it all. Seba, the standard poodle, is enjoying her newfound fame today, chowing down on her favorite meal at Sardi's restaurant in New York. Grilled chicken, no salt, no sauce. But social media is blowing up, saying this golden retriever named Daniel should have been named Top Dog. The hashtag Daniel was robbed is a trending topic with comments like, a poodle winning over a golden retriever like Daniel is everything that's wrong with our country. At last night's prestigious Westminster Kennel Club dog show in New York, Daniel became a fan favorite with his big, friendly personality. The crowd erupted when he won the sporting group and hugged his handler. And the garden goes wild. Even Dancing with the Stars' Aaron Andrews, Golden Retriever Howie cheered Daniel from home. But a Golden Retriever has never won the prestigious event before, and Daniel didn't win last night. That honor went to the Poofy Poodle. We caught up with Daniel and his owner, Tammy Tomlinson. What do you think about all these people online who are saying, no, 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 Daniel should have been the winner? There were seven beautiful dogs at the very end. Any of the seven could have won. And what does Seba's handler think? Everybody kind of builds something up, but we just think it's funny. Seba may have won best in show, but Daniel won its heart. Uh, look at that joy. And according to the American Kennel Club, the most popular breed in America is the Labrador Retriever. And it has been since 1991. Still to come, Meghan Markle's BFF speaks out. The husband shirt got a little boost in popularity due to your friend Meghan Markle. Yeah. <laughs> and baby can't wait. It is rare that Meghan Markle's close friends give interviews, but one of the Duchess' best pals is speaking with our Meghan Alexander. Meghan Markle's BFF, Misha Nunu, is opening up about their friendship. The fashion designer reportedly set Meghan and Harry up on a blind date in 2016, and the rest is history. Meghan even wore Misha's famous husband shirt for her first public outing with the prince. The husband shirt got a little boost in popularity due to your friend Meghan Markle. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> What was that like? Well, it had always been part of the collection. And, um, you know, as I said, we were really known for shirting. So it was such a wonderful moment. But that, the shirt really works on every single person. Misha and Meghan even worked on a clothing line together. Now, Misha is pregnant with her first child with her oil air husband, Mike Hess. And she's expanding her fashion line to include maternity clothes. She just opened up her first flagship 
flagship store in New York City, where there is something for everyone. I know a key to your philosophy is that you want women to be able to buy a few pieces, get good wear out of them, yeah. and not break the bank. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's kind of my whole lifestyle. It's all my friends' lifestyle. You want pieces that are going to be able to last. Her BFF Megan is also embarking on new beginnings away from the royals. Do you think you'll collab with Megan again on fashion? Who knows? <laughs> um, who knows? But it was a wonderful, wonderful experience, and um, she is really the ultimate consummate professional. When we come back, the baby born on a ring camera. Finally today, oh baby. A pregnant woman asked her neighbor to watch her kids so she can get to the hospital to give birth. But expectant mom Amy Robinson realizes she's not going to make it. At one point, she just looked at me and her eyes were like terrified. And I was like, oh, she's no, she's no, she's having the baby right now. In mere minutes, little baby Artie is born into his daddy's arms. He was right there. So we joke. We're like, thank God he can catch. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Inside Edition for today. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. Once upon a beat, remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fu, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Yeah. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. Always on the go? You can take CBS Mornings with you. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews on the CBS Mornings On The Go podcast. Listen to CBS Mornings On The Go ad-free on Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.